Today is Father's Day. And the crowd is not as big as it usually is. <laughs> I guess too many people didn't help out. Or, or actually, some streets are blocked with, uh, with trees and stuff. I know <clears throat> when I left the house, as we were coming down in one of the streets, you could see where somebody had been out there with a chainsaw and cut it, cut it and moved it off the road. So I don't know whether it was the city or whether it was just one of the neighbors out there did it or not. But, uh, and Craig already said, I don't know how many of you noticed the face shield when we came in. It's, it's gone. <laughs> and Cameron was telling me that they think maybe it's leaning a little bit too. So, but hey, that's just life. People are talking about not having power this morning and stuff. And I told them, I said, that's just life. I mean, the sun's shining anyway, and everybody's still okay. You know, what we need to, when we, when we have adverse situations, we need to learn to thank God for what we have and not think about so much of, of the destruction. It happens, and it happens because of the fact that the devil is, according to 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the devil is the God of this world. And he, his task, Jesus said his task was to steal, kill, and destroy. But we can realize that we have, can have victory. In the midst of the storm, you can have victory. Amen. Well, I'd like to have all the fathers and grandfathers Stand, please. Amen. Thank you, guys. You know, as I watch things and look and see how things are going, you know, myself, this is just me. I don't know what anybody else thinks. But I think one of the greatest needs today in our world, in our society, is for fathers to rise up and take their God-given responsibilities for their families and make sure that they're living right and they're provided for and so forth and so on. You know... The men that carry that title of father should really be appreciated and honored because it's a responsibility. You know, a boy grows up, becomes a man with certain responsibilities, but however, when you become a father, the responsibility is greatly expanded. You know, being a father is not always easy. And there's no way to explain, or I don't think there's words to describe the heart of the father for his family and his children. I know, now it's different now, but when my kids were born, you didn't go in there, they've been delivered, and then they rolled them out, and you saw your, your child in one of those incubator deals. And I know when I looked into the face of both 
Craig and Denise, there was something inside of me that said, I'll die for you. Any, any other guys want to join me in that area? I don't know. Mom has the opportunity to carry the child for nine months. And we have to, as fathers, do the best we can. But there's something, I can't explain it, about that. When you look into the face of that child that happens on the inside of man. How many agree with me on that? It's, it's different. You know, a father many times doesn't communicate as well as he should, but his love for his family always is in his heart. You know, paraphrasing some of the things that, uh, you know, here that many different people are said. A father may seem insensitive at times with what he says or does, but his intent is for the well-being of his family. Learn to understand the father's heart and not just his actions. You know, a lot of times a father is busy at work providing for the family, but his heart longs to be with them. Sometimes a father labors perhaps more than he should under a great concern for the well-being of his family. Father's Day, when did it start? Actually, they really don't know about that. It's unclear when Father's Day really started. Some say it started with a woman in Washington honoring her dad. Others say it began with a woman in West Virginia. Either way, guys, we have the women to thanks for getting our nation started in honoring fathers. Actually, it wasn't until 1966 that President Lyndon B. Johnson threw an executive order that designated the third Sunday in June as the official day to celebrate Father's Day. And it wasn't until 1972, during the Nixon administration, that Father's Day became recognized as an official national holiday. Although we celebrated Father's Day long before any of these things ever took place, but in making it a national day. You know, father, being a father is serious business. <laughs> you know, sometimes as fathers, there's humorous things that, and we have to learn to laugh at ourselves. Sometimes with the best intention, what the father does, what a father does, and I guess I can join the crowd, with best of intention, it still turns into a, human, a huge mess that our children laugh about for decades. <laughs> this is interesting. This interesting story <laughs> sort of relates after last night. 
the sirens were all going off. Anybody hear sirens going off? (laughs) It says here, one person related this story about their dad. Our family was sheltered in the basement after hearing the tornado warning. My dad told everyone to stay put while he went to get the cell phone from the car in case the lines went down. He didn't return for the longest time, so we went looking for him. I was upstairs calling his name when somebody, someone called our house phone and left a message that said, this is dad. Someone opened the door. I locked myself out of the house. <laughs> you know, fathers, we live in a world with unique responsibilities. Someone said, fatherhood is getting to go anywhere you want for Father's Day, getting to drive there, and end up paying the bill. (laughs) Someone said, a father is someone that is focused to endure childbirth without anesthetic. But uh, (laughs) I'm sure the ladies are not going to give us much sympathy there, guys. (laughs) A father often feels, does not feel worthy of the worship in his child's eyes. He never feels he's quite the hero his daughter thinks he is, or never quite the son his his son believes he is. And this weighs on him at times. A father often works too hard to try and smooth out the rough places in the road for those of his own who will follow him. Fathers are sometimes, our fathers are someone who gives their daughters away to other men who aren't nearly good enough so they can have grandchildren who are smarter than anybody else's grandkids. That's all a paraphrase from the late Paul Harvey and many of you younger people don't know who Paul Harvey was. How many know who Paul Harvey was? Well, You uh, that don't know who he was, go to your internet and find out. He was a great news commentator for many, many years and had many different stories. And he had a different slant on the news than a lot of other people did. And then I think the last thing he had before he retired was, and now you know the rest of the story. How many remember that? Do you even know that our, some of our Raymond grads, Bruce and Cindy Black, made the rest of the story? How many of you know about that? <laughs> All right, a few of you do. I don't have time to tell it. <laughs> but I want to go to the Word now and look at some words that Jesus spoke about a father in a parable that I believe portrays our heavenly father's response to, to his children. I'm going to read from the new living translation, beginning with verse 11 of the 15th chapter of Luke. Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. This younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. 
You notice most people never notice that he divided the, uh, the elder son got his division too. Everybody always talks about the one son, but he divided between his sons. So he divided to them his livelihood. A few days later, the younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. There he wasted all his money and wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare and here I'm dying of hunger. I'll go home to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you and I'm no longer worthy to be being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house. Put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Kill the calf where we've been fattening. We're celebrating with a feast. For this son of mine was dead, now returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard the music and dancing in the house. He asked one of the servants, what's going on? Your brother's back, he told. And he was told, and your father has killed the fatted calf. We're celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing that you told me. And in all the time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast for, with my friends. Yet when the son, son of yours comes back that has squandered your money on prostitutes, you celebrate killing and fatted the calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you've always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead, has come back to life. He was lost, but is found. Now, I want to zero in on the father today in this story. And here he gives both sons their inheritance. The younger son left, the older son stayed. The father is a type of our heavenly father who is good to his children. The younger son is a type of person who turns his back on what he has learned and been taught and goes and lives a wild and senseless life. The older son is a type of a religious person who does not understand that the goodness of God and the love of the father and lives far below the God-given privileges in Christ. He stayed at home acting like a good man, but he is jealous of his father's love for this younger son. Now, we could talk about both the son and the, and the both sons, but I want to talk more about the father today. We need to understand 
because the father was who he should be, the younger son became who he could be. Today, we need to, as fathers, we need to be what we should be because it will make a difference in our children becoming what they could be. Let's look at the characteristics of this father. First, he was approachable. It says there in 11 and 12 that Jesus told this story about these two sons and the younger son told him, went to his father and said, hey, I want, I want my share now. As we look at this, this problem was a wealthy family and they probably had a sizable inheritance for each one. But it seems that the younger son didn't really appreciate what the family had and had dreams of something else. So he took his inheritance and left. You know, some children, because they do not feel they can talk to their fathers, they ask someone else to speak. And this happens a lot with siblings because uh, one of them, hey, you go talk to him. He listens to you better than he does me. Any, any, of, y'all, any of y'all know what I'm talking about out there? <laughs> You know, some children, because of the way their father is, they don't think they can come and talk to him. But this son had a relationship with his father and he didn't have any trouble with going and asking for what was his. And that's what the Bible tells us about our heavenly father. Because we're his children and he loves us, we can, we can go to him and ask what we need. This is a picture of the heavenly father that's approachable. He actually, our father, our heavenly father welcomes us to come. Now the younger son, he went off. I'm sure he had great dreams of his, for his life. He possibly dreamed of great deeds, but instead he yielded to great temptation. He more than likely had a dream of being a great man, but instead he encountered great misery. More than likely he dreamed of prestige and fame and fortune but instead he found himself in great poverty. He probably dreamed of having the best of everything, but instead he found himself in rags. He probably dreamed of great happiness, but instead he found himself living with the hogs. You know, From this story, we as fathers can learn that our children don't always make the right decisions and don't do what they should. And sometimes their life gets messed up. But we need to be open and approachable no matter what. 
We must continue to love them and believe in, in our children so that they know that we're there for them no matter what. Because we see this in the next part of this story. It says when he finally came to his senses, he said, man, my serv- the servants at my father's house have it better than I've got it. I'm going to go home. He wouldn't have said he was going to go home if he didn't realize his father loved him no matter what. He also realized, man, I'm not even worthy of being called a son anymore. As he sat in that pig pen, he began to remember. He remembers the love of his father. He remembered maybe the righteous way his father lived. We don't know all that he remembered. We do know that he remembered that, hey, my, the servants have got it better than I'd have. Fathers, the best thing that we can do is live a godly life in front of our children. They may not really act like they're listening to your words, but I can tell you the example you set, they are watching. And that will go down in their memory. And when they're far from us, our examples is still there in their mind. He was a father that showed love. The Bible says that the son said, I'm going to return. And we see that this father was not afraid to show his love for his son. Sometimes an insecure father doesn't express love to his children as he should. But we in Christ can express love to our family and our children. Maybe you came from a home where that affection wasn't there. But you're the generation that can change that. A story goes, a young man was so proud to be like his natural father and grandfather and that he was a nice guy, but he had a quick temper when somebody did something wrong. One day the young man displayed a fit of anger at someone and then rather proudly thought, well, I'm just like my dad. At that moment, he heard his heavenly father whisper on the inside, your heavenly father is not that way. That enabled a young man to change his lifestyle. There may be times when we have to discipline our children, like the heavenly father talking to this young man in the story I just read. But above all else, our children must know 
that we love them. The Bible says while he was still a long way off, I don't know, this is just me. And remember my grandma and grandpa's farmhouse with the front porch and the rockers and they'd sit in the school of the evening out there on the, on the front porch, the old farmhouse. Anybody have any kind of those recollections but me? And I just sort of imagine that the father and mom sitting out on the porch in the rocking chairs. Maybe he did that every, every afternoon. I believe he was looking for the return of the sun. One afternoon as he looked down the lane, hey, mama, that looks like Johnny. He's come home. He jumps off of the porch and runs to the sun, throws his arms around him and hugs him. The time he was away has made no difference. The smell of the pigs on him makes no difference. The shameful rags he had on made no difference. The empty pockets made no difference. His son was home. That's all that matters. That's a picture of the heavenly father. We need to understand that we must keep the lines of communication open with our children no matter what. You see, this boy took what his father gave him and he went off. And he lost it all. But because of the love that his father had shown him, he knew he could go home. You see, that's our heavenly father. It makes no difference if we've messed up. He's still there to love us. All we have to do is ask for forgiveness. And he will restore us just like this father restored his son to his regular position. By getting the ring on his finger, getting his rags off and putting on the fine clothes. He may have been barefooted because he said, put some sandals on his feet. You see, the heavenly father is like this father. He is there all the time, but it's up to you to come back home if you need to. But look at the other son for a moment. 
He's there all the time. And the father, in essence, told him, hey, you could have had a party anytime you wanted to. You just didn't take advantage of it. That's telling us that the heavenly father has all of this for us. But we have to take advantage of it. He's not going to come and say, oh, hey, son, you want to have a party? No. It's there for us. But I'm going to tell you, as parents, as earthly fathers, keep the line of communication open You may not love what they're doing, but love them and let them know you love them and they're always welcome. And if they do go away, rejoice when they come back. Welcome them with open arms and not with condemnation. This father didn't care what had happened. He didn't have any condemnation for him. All he had was love. And he celebrated that. You know, celebrate your kids. Have a party for them. Celebrate. I believe... The prodigal son's father is a model for us. I think my own way that Jesus is saying, this is how your heavenly father is. You know, families, depend upon us for a godly leadership and for being fathers that stand for what's right. Our society today needs fathers who show genuine love and show their children how to live the right way. You know, not all of us can look at our fathers and see things that might not been just that as good as they could be. But as I sat thinking about this last night, this message, I began to remember dad. And many people called him Dad Hagen, but he was my dad. 
All you saw was him ministering on the platform. And for some of you, he taught you in school. Hearing his tapes, reading his books. But I lived with him every day. And what so many people don't know about him, he enjoyed life. Craig will tell you, Denise, Lynette, he loved to watch football and baseball. One day, we were there, we were watching a football game. Craig, you probably remember this, or Lynette. And he was reading black in his recliner and he was moving and moving around trying to help the runner run and his recliner flipped over backwards. <laughs> he loved to play board games. I think y'all called it ag- aggravation. He called it doogies. And you played. It doesn't matter if you won. You played again. And you played again. And you played again till he won. <laughs> Maybe that's where I get the don't quit from. I also got that from mom. I could tell you stories about her. But I watched him as people talked against him and said things about him. I watched him never show any animosity, but always showed love. I remember one time, I don't know, probably I was maybe 14. This guy had really said some really bad things about dad. And we saw him at a convention and dad said, hello, how you doing? God bless you. And conversed with him a little bit. And my mother said, Kenneth, how in the world? You know what he said about us and you and the family? Dad said, that doesn't make any difference. I'm going to show love no matter what because that's the way you live. It's the little things like that, fathers, that kids remember more than anything else. I saw him sacrifice driving 22 straight hours in a 49 Oldsmobile to eat breakfast with me and my sister and mom and we go to school and he takes in a, a couple, three hours after that he takes off driving to another meeting. I watched him 
close the meeting on a, and the meeting's going another week. And I'm going to be out of school on a three-day holiday. He drives, because he don't have to preach on Saturday, he drives half of the night to pick me up. We get in the car and drive back to that place so that I can spend three days with him. You see, that's the things that children remember when they start remembering their father. This man remembered his father and came home. I lived with my father. I saw the legacy that he left. And I've done my best to follow that legacy and live up to it. And I will continue to do so. Fathers, today, I'll pray that you will be the father you need to be and the father that our society needs to see. Children, I pray that you honor your father today. No, they may not be perfect, but you still can honor them. I pray for those earthly fathers that have not done what they should, that you'll be able to forgive them as our Heavenly Father forgives you. Remember, we have an earthly father, we have a Heavenly Father. Honor and serve both. Well, Heavenly Father, I've simply talked to this morning for a few moments about a father. I pray that I have said words that maybe have helped some. I realize everything I said is not needed by everyone, but everything I said was needed by someone. And may each one. Take whatever that was said that is needed and may they make the adjustments in their life. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. With heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're in this place and you don't know the Heavenly Father, I want to give you an opportunity to know him. If you're in this place and you've had the opportunity to know the father, but like the prodigal, like this son, you went away and you need to come back home. The father's waiting on you. Anybody in any one of those two categories, let me see your hand anywhere in the room. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you. I don't see it. There's a hand over here. Yes, thank you. Are there any others? 
Everyone stand, please. If you raised your hand, should have raised your hand, I'll go down front. I want to pray with you, like I said. Just step out now. I'll come down here right now. I'll pray with you. You won't leave here like you came. I'm waiting. Come on. Anybody. Come on down. Right now. You lifted your hand. Come on. Don't. All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'll wait just a minute if anybody wants to come. Thank you, Jesus. They say they're not. They're telling me they're not going to come. Father, I pray for anybody in this room that should have honored this invitation but didn't. I pray that the convicting power of the Holy Spirit will be with them and they cannot be satisfied doing anything until they come back home or accept you. You that are watching online, if you need to come back home like this son did, or if you need to receive Jesus for the first time and have a heavenly father. I want you to repeat this prayer after me with this congregation right now. Just reach your hand out toward that screen that you're looking at and pray this prayer. Heavenly father, thank you for your son, Jesus. You said in your word, that if I would believe on him, believe that he died for my sin and believe that he arose from the dead and confess that with my mouth and believe it in my heart, I will be saved. I confessed it with my mouth. I believe it in my heart and I thank you now that I'm a new person in Christ Jesus and you're my heavenly father. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with us on your screen, there will be an email address that you can contact us and we'd be glad to hear from you. Praise the Lord. Amen and amen. Well, I trust you got something out of what I had to say today. Tonight at six o'clock, Wednesday night, hour of power. Remember all the announcements. Staff, would you please go to the doors so we can shake your hand as you go out. First, connection team, go find our first time guest. And we would ask that you go with our connection team member to the North Lobby and receive a special gift that we have for you. If you're looking for a church home, what do we say, church? Welcome home. God bless you. Have a great Father's Day. If your father's not here and you can call him, call him, talk to him. If you're like me and he's already gone to heaven, 
just remember him today. God bless.